Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. This is episode 120, and I am your host tonight. My name is Chewie, and I am joined by just the one bean. We've gone for quality over quantity this week. I am joined by the one, the only, Disco Stew. How are you, mate? Apologies in advance, everybody. There is no quality here, but I'll do my best. Quantity, I'm I'm large, but yeah. And right, I'm, mate, I'm good, I've talked mate. you up. I've talked you up. <laughs> you, I'm good, uh, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. A bit like you, just been packing to move. And uh, we both kind of move on the weekend, but you're kind of already packed because you're at the folks. And I've got like a month of interim accommodation to actually get the keys to my new place. So uh, I might come crash on your couch at some point. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll bring yeah. some decks. I mean, I'll be taking up most of the couch already, but... Uh, yeah, is- if it's between, what, 4 and 6 p.m., I, I imagine the, that that's, that's still nap time, uh, I hear. So, I, w- I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Two-hour nap just to... Like an entree to the main course that is a full night's sleep, right? I, I saw some of the bean spouses earlier today on Facebook talking about their uh, during-the-day nap that one managed to have today, and I was like, oh, I wish. Would have oh, loved how good one. would that be? Yeah, that'd be so good. I remember oh, those days. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so before we get into our main topic tonight, which is the Kamigawa League Finals, which we will be streaming at 11 a.m. Melbourne time uh, this Saturday. So join in on Twitch at twitch.tv slash magicbeanscast. Uh, we'll have full coverage of the top eight. We've got a whole bunch of giveaways and uh, lots of fun. The uh, as always, the guys behind the scenes have leveled up the coverage once again, and the guys like yourself, Cracker, and and my good self uh, aren't really leveling up our commentary skills. So we'll we'll, we'll do our best. But well, I, I've missed the last couple as well, so I'm going to be super rusty. But I'm looking forward to finally getting back behind the uh, the camera and in the in the host chair again. It's going to be so fantastic. you're fresh, mate. You're fresh. Uh, yes, that, that's good. That's good. Uh, but the the Kamigawa League is part of our tournament series, and the tournament series is brought to us by whom, Stu? The tournament series is brought to us by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction site uh, with nightly auctions and all the special stuff on weekends. Uh, you can find them on Facebook or just uh, type into your search bar jpmtgbazaar.com.au. I may have got that completely wrong. No, no, you nailed it, mate. But it's in nailed the show it, notes. Going to nail commentary on the weekend. Oh, I'm on fire. But That's yeah, it. look, though, we we are super appreciative of everything that uh, Josh and Pat's do for us, and you know the tournament series. I, it wouldn't exist in the way it does without their without their support, and we're just really grateful. So yeah, make sure you get across and bid on all their cards, and let them know the bean sent you. Absolutely, and uh, I saw an announcement today that uh, Josh and Pat's now have a kiosk set up at Jolt Gaming in Canberra. So oh, cool. Yeah, if you want to just uh, cut out the uh, the the Facebook side of things, you know, maybe you've been zucked by uh, for for uh, you know various That'd reasons. That'd suck. Yeah, uh, and you want to uh, still, and you're in the Canberra area, uh, head on down to Jolt and say good day to Pat. Uh, he's there on the rig, and looks like a pretty good queue, uh, crew down there. He sent me a 
uh, a photo today of the play space and uh, some some tournaments going on. So shout out to everybody there at Jolt and the, the guys there at uh, Jolt Gaming because, uh, yeah, it could be a, a pretty cool little partnership between uh, that org and Josh and Pat. So pretty exciting stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we've got our Kamigawa League happening, uh, finals of the Kamigawa League happening this weekend. So today, a bit of a special episode. I I don't care what's going on in the Magic World. I don't I don't care what's happening. Honestly, I don't care if you know somebody slaps somebody on on stage in a in a feature match area. No, the only thing uh, that matters in the Magic World today, tonight, this weekend is the Magic Beans World. It's just absolutely, us, man. absolutely, and uh, as as it should be, uh, because we have the the best group of players, the best tournament series going around. So. Just going to have a bit of a focus on that tonight. So we've got our final eight players. So we started with uh, just north of 60, I believe. We had a couple of weeks of our group phase. Uh, then we had uh, another little tranche of matches happen with our finals, whittling down our top 16 down to our top eight. And I just want to say a massive congratulations to, and in no particular order, Benny R, regular, Azzy yes. G, up and comer, Hemzy, we've seen that guy before. Pete Magic. Give someone else a go, Hemsy. Gosh. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what a hog. So, uh, Pete Magic in his first Beans event. Uh, Tom D, again, on the reg. Uh, the Goat, who was an Envy competitor. Uh, another new face in 20K Blue. And just in the truest Stephen Bradbury style, uh, Rolling Royce has, uh, has slipped in there as well. So, doing just a... Yeah, doing... Rolling Royce things and just getting the job done. But what, a lot playing, of familiar faces. Uh, we'll get into his deck list tonight, but I don't think he's playing Gruel, actually. So that that would be the, the ultimate Rolling Royce thing. Yeah, uh, it would but be. Uh, I think he's uh, playing something more akin to what Cracker would be used to. There's a few basic planes going on in there. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought we'd just have a, a, a really quick whip through our players, get to know our players a little bit ahead of the coverage yeah. on the weekend, uh, and then have a uh, a bit of a, a peruse through some deck lists, and then also talk about what the players are actually, what they're battling it out for. So, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to... Uh, have a shout out once again to the guys working behind the scenes on the coverage, working exceptionally hard, making life really easy for us who just need to sit there in front of the camera and talk about magic for an afternoon. So uh, it's the amount of work that goes in is something that you don't really appreciate when you're watching the stream, but yeah, we, we see them asking questions and online late at night and uh, normally it's a shorty polywaffle thing. Polywaffle is gallivanting around Europe somewhere at the moment. So the reason Shorty has the night off tonight is uh, he's not having a rest. He's he's doubled down, working extra hard on the uh, on the stream to bring you the best possible coverage. For the I'm just so there. glad he actually loves it because, and I think we've probably said it before. I do feel a bit bad that Shorty ends up doing so much, but he just loves it. So hey, he does hey, love it, and go for it, know, man. Because because we he's not very it. good at the game, he has to bring something to the table. So that's a uh, this is what he does. So yeah. 
I'm not going to make any comments on who's good at the game and who's not. I, I have seen my record in the most recent league. Uh, I would have made finals except for three top decks. Anyway, right. So I would have, uh, I would have made finals if I didn't lose so many games. Yeah, I mean, I'd be the best player in the world if uh, <laughs> if that didn't happen. So yeah, absolutely. So let's just do a quick run through of our of our players and and, and the profiles because we've got some. Uh, Got some diversity, got some people from all over the country, which is always exciting. And, uh, yeah, I thought we would just run through things quickly. So uh, who's who's first on your list there? So the first on my list is one of our newcomers, and they turns out, speaking of Canberra earlier, they are from Canberra. They, it is 20K Blue. They, yeah, they hail from Canberra, and I think this is their very first league with us, their very first event. So yeah, well, well done making top eight. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, way been... to announce yourself onto the tournament scene <laughs> for sure. I mean, and we say it a lot, right? Like whenever we do our league draw on on, on Twitch, we, we talk about the fact that we have some amazing players and that the newcomers, who knows what they bring. I think every time we have newcomers, they if they don't make finals, they're very close. So we just have this ultra competitive environment that seems to just keep attracting amazing players. Quality attracts quality, right? I guess but, so. I mean, I guess on so. that ultra competitive, but I must say everybody plays our leagues and the games in our leagues. They play uh, in an the amazing right spirit. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. We've got a pretty good little culture running there. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's one of the things I'm more proud of. Absolutely. So 20K Blue uh, is uh, wants to play against some creature decks, specifically runes, calling out runes. So okay. what what deck are they playing if they're calling out runes? I'm very interested to find that out. We'll get into that. So they, but they want to avoid black base control. And, oh, we, we missed one key bit. They first started playing Magic uh, during War of the Spark, which is so a... So haven't fan- been playing that long. But it's a fantastic set to start with. Absolutely. I love, I love that set. Uh, but, it um, is, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so the the next uh, cap off the rank here is uh, a, a player we're familiar with, uh, the Goat, hailing from Melbourne. I've uh, been playing for a bit over three years. We saw the Goat during the 2021 Invitational, and they just want to jam against creature decks and hopefully dodge the control decks and just straight up just wishing everybody good luck. So uh, get get a bit more trash talk uh, going on there. So for, the, for those not aware, so we asked... Our, our players, just a couple of things, uh, you know, how long they've been playing, what their best performance was, what they want to play against, what they want to avoid, and gave them the option to, yeah, uh, have a little message to some of the top eight. Some of them were ultra polite. Others uh, saw the opportunity for what it was and uh, <laughs> uh, had a bit of banter. So I'm looking forward Love to those. It. So uh, after the goat, who do you have there, mate? All right, next we have Azzy G, who is, has been with us for a little while now. Uh, they they've been playing. They're from Bendigo, so just just up the road. And their their best performance is was a this top eight plus a fifth place in the Beans Historic event, which is very That's good. A fair show, just outside yeah. of top four, I think they yeah. just missed top four on breakers. It was close, but didn't there wasn't that their partner that actually took down the event as well, or was that somebody else? Is Sarah Soldiers the better half of Azzy G? Is I that correct? Think I I hope I'm I hope I'm right. I could be wrong. Um, forgive me. I, I am not sure, but if that's the case, congrats, because I think they've just had a little one. So, uh, so good. 
Yeah, and, uh, ra- raising raising the next generation of Magic players and crushing events. So that'd be amazing. So what we're seeing here again from G, much like uh, 20k Blue, uh, they, they want to play against Runes and Mono White. So there must be some pretty hard metagaming here, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but they want to avoid Shorty. I mean, Mono Red. <laughs> Everybody wants to avoid Shorty. Uh, yeah, I, I I mostly want to avoid Mono Red. I mostly want to avoid playing it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> see, see if anybody's done that. Uh, and then again, SCG's just been uber polite going, let's have some good games and enjoy ourselves. Come on, SCG. I know you're from Bendigo. I know you've got some quality smack talk. If my uh, other friends from Bendigo are anything to go with, <laughs> you don't mind throwing it down a little bit. So Yes. And you can uh, you can find the SCG on Twitter at G. Okay, uh, another familiar face here. We've got Benny R. So, previous league winner. So, one of our end bosses, if you like, a, uh, a big heavy hitter with Beans. Yes. has been with us from the start uh, from Bris Vegas in Queensland. I hope you're staying dry up there, Benny R. Yeah. And uh, Benny's not super keen on playing uh, the Mirror or Orzov decks and uh, just wants to battle against creature decks all day. Um, as I mentioned, he's a previous league winner and sort of dipping his toe into the banter a little bit in his message to the other top eight competitors <laughs> in bring your best because I will be. So you better not make any misplays there, Benny R, because if that's your best, oof. Uh, the next, uh, the next face down here is someone who's had some great battles with Benny R along the way and... Uh, someone we've seen quite a lot in Hemsey. Talk to us through Hemsey. Hemsey. I'm looking at his deck list at the moment. Let me just uh, scroll along to the next uh, slide here. So Hem- Hemsey is also from Canberra. So we have a we have a fair representation up there. Maybe maybe one day we could do a Beans event in Canberra. Oh, oh. Wink, oh, wink, mm, nudge, nudge. Mm, uh, yeah. too, and- too, too, too soon to talk about that. Too soon. Oh, oh I didn't know what was... Hang on. And uh, so Hemsey has been playing Magic since Adam was a boy. I I guess that's a very long time. Hemsey I think is he's a, always as old as I am, Hemsey. Hemsey did win the very first uh, 2020 Magic Beans Invitational and kind of has been resting on his, on those laurels ever since. I think I think it's fair to say. Uh look, he's he's not the threat, let's just put it that way, right? Not not now. Yeah. Not now. I I'm just expecting Hemsey to run rampant. On Saturday now. We love you, Hemsy. We're uh, we know how capable you are. We just feel like we've known you for a few years now. So, welcome to being trolled yes. by the beads. That's it. And Hemsy also wants to play against runes and control decks or random mid-range decks. So I guess Hemsy, Hemsy wants to avoid white weenie. But again, we have another another person here who wants to play against runes. Do we have anybody actually playing runes? We might have one or two. We'll find so. out. So, Hen, what's what's this? Hemsey has cleaned up his deck since the group phase, so I think Shorty should just order the trophy with his name on it already. All right. All right. Love okay. it. Some, some confidence. Some confidence there, Hemsey. That, that, <laughs> that's pretty good. It's very good. Uh, yeah. So, we have got a, a new face from all the way down in Tassie uh, as our next player here. Uh, so... The cracker will do his best to remain impartial, but you know, a fellow Tassie boy, he's gonna he's gonna be hoping that Pete Magic has a uh, has a good day. Uh, he's from the north side of Hobart, and he's been playing since Oath of the Gatewatch. And this is his first Beans event, and he's made the top eight. 
and uh, he's been really nice. He says uh, doesn't have a preference on matchups. Very happy to have come this far, and the uh, the feeling that he's got here, and this is a pretty good endorsement for for the league itself. Is feels like a PPTQ. Uh, top eight that he made in regional New South Wales uh, a little while ago. So that's yeah, awesome. Stoked to have you, Pete Magic. And uh, yeah, I know that uh, there'll be there'll be one cracker who's uh, hoping that you you crush it. What about Tom D? Have we seen that guy before? Oh, I think we have. I think we have. And I also think Tom D has beaten you uh, in a in a top eight of a PTQ. So is you talked correct? about Hemsey resting on his laurels. You know that was that <laughs> was some is... time ago, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, but then, Tom D. I would say that this was this was before that, but as if you're never gonna br- not gonna bring up the fact that you beat a bean in a top eight. I mean, I st- I still bring up the fact that I annihilated Shorty in a third place playoff in our very first beans league where we only had fourteen people. The point is, is it happened? And that's look, great. I actually don't mind Tom D talking about this whenever he wants to because. It just reminds people of that time that I also made a top eight. So, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, like, have at it, Tom D. I, I really don't mind. I mean, not that you ever miss an opportunity to bring that up as well. No, well, I mean, <laughs> I need to remind myself because I've made so many top eights over the journey, you know. Uh, it's hard to keep track See, of them. <laughs> if I ever make a top eight, I'll be like our friend Pete Magic in Hobart. I'll just be happy happy to be there. You know? Yeah, no, and, and that's it. That's it. Uh, and uh, something a little uh, non-MTG related, and we can see from the, the profile pic here, uh, Tom D has well and truly married uh, above his station, punching well above your weight for <laughs> Tom D. Uh, I think we've got one more player to, to discuss, then we'll move on to the deck lists. Uh, Roland yeah, Royce. Who, who are we missing? Oh, the Royce-inator. Yeah, so... Uh, a, a, a mainstay, you would say, right? Big time. Big time. And fellow uh, guest commentator, right? Absolutely. Has, uh, has a bean sprout, I believe, and yeah. uh, done some guest commentary. Yeah, absolutely. So he's from the Gong in New South Wales. He's played for about five years. Uh, I think he's played both Invies, if not at least the last one. Uh, and yeah. uh, someone who's definitely taken the, the banter to the next level. He's seen the opportunity and taken it for what it is. and. Right down to, look, he tried with his profile picture. He really did try. But when you still look like you're 13, it is hard to be intimidating. But <laughs> he, he's tried to be as intimidating as possible there, Rolling Royce. So, And it looks like uh, Royce wants to avoid P-Jaw, which, hey, tick, you've done that. Yeah, P-Jaw missing out on top eight, but uh, has beaten Royce a, a couple of times in uh, some high stakes <laughs> games. And his message for others in the top eight is the only thing more intimidating than my record is my profile pick. So you'll have to tune in on Saturday to see the profile pick to, you know, make your own discernment uh, if that profile pick is indeed intimidating. I, I don't want to, to anybody. lead anybody, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. Uh, but we appreciate the effort. So let's take a look at some of the, the deck lists here because uh, that's what everybody's really here to, to tune in for so we will i guess jump straight into it right we've got a yeah uh let's go with 20k blue because uh i think this is uh this is a pretty cool deck uh i'll, I'll run through the deck list really really quickly i won't go through every card yeah. i'll just call yeah. out some uh some of the key cards so yeah let's do uh, it Outland Liberator times four 
uh, understanding that there's plenty of enchantments. Yes, perfect. Innkeeper, apparition, faithful absence, reckon a bankbuster, four copies of Fable of the Mirror Breaker, uh, which goes quite well with a Seeker's Chariot. There's some showdown of the skull, some wandering emperor. The sideboard has some brutal cathars, some spellbinders, uh, some lion sash, some wedding announcements, some additional removal. There's a couple of creature lands. There's a Sokinzan. Uh, just that classic mid-range sort of pile here. A lot of value. Uh, a lot of card advantage in the Naya colors yeah. yep. and some efficient creatures as well. What do you think of this deck, Matt? I've got to be honest. I really like it. I mean, I l- really like it. I'm keen to actually sleeve this up over the next couple of days on Arena. Sli- I, would have, sleeve it up. I would have the bulk of this deck already. I'm sleeving it up. I don't. I'm. I'm not even going to wait to see how it goes on Saturday. I think it. I think it's great. It looks good. Uh, there's a lot of powerful, powerful cards here, particularly in the four drop slot, chariots, showdown, wandering emperor. Uh, but you know things like prosperous innkeeper to to help get you there. It's got it draws so many cards. Yeah, yeah. That's what's it, really sticking out. Yeah, restoration of a ganjo as a one of fun of uh, is. Card advantage, you get so much value out of Fable, uh, Showdown, and the the Bankbuster just mean that you just never, ever run out of gas. So I, I think this deck's pretty cool. Uh, I think it's going to... And uh, 20k Blue called out wanting to play against uh, creature decks and uh, particularly runes. So, yeah, I think the Outlanders and the Faithful Absences and Portable Holes and... Yeah, I, I think it's a, uh, a a deck that's really well set up for the expected metagame. Yeah, yeah. So, but will yeah, that play it, out? That'll be the interesting bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so a deck that's not really the expected metagame is yeah. Azg. Azg with the blue white or Azurius Tempo. It's nice to see some blue white. I don't think we've seen a lot of it in recent uh, standard settings uh certainly not like a, a beatdown creature centric strategy we've seen yeah. you know a little bit of the you know control sweepers counter spell type shenanigans but yeah this deck just wants to get in there it Ta- does talk, talk us through this deck right so we've got uh in in your white we've got a couple of usher of the fallen the the full complement of luminarch aspirants elite spellbinders skyclave apparitions a brutal cathar so you know we've got that that classic white removal there. The hate and bears, if you like. Hate yeah. bears. That's, that's, I knew there was a term. We're, we've got uh, quite a few of the Wandering Emperor. Lovely, lovely. And four, four of Spectral Adversary. Now, I always forget what that does. You pay two any number of times, and when you pay this cost, one or more times, put that many plus one, plus one counters on the Spectral Adversary. Then up to that many other target artifact creatures enter encha- enchantments phase out. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So a pretty good way to uh, stay alive because it's got flash, but also a a pretty good way to alpha strike to remove some blockers as well. So Yeah, I like that. And there's a one of March of Swirling Mist, which is effectively the fifth copy uh, of this card. So I'm picking up what Azg's putting down. One of the things (laughs) I... I really like about this deck is the the main deck fading hopes. Uh, so if he's expecting to play against runes, that's obviously pretty yeah. good. But there's some really really cool 
one-ofs in this deck. There are, and I'm looking at them now, and there's a number of them, or a couple of them in the the four slots. They have the Overcharged Amalgam, which is a fantastic card. Now, I'm, I'm looking at a screenshot where I can't actually get the card up for what it does, but... It's got flash, right? And does it's, it's got flash. It's a three three, and yeah. uh, when it comes into play, it's got exploit. So you can sacrifice a creature, and you can counter target spell or ability, activate or trigger ability. Yeah. So it's Which a, is great. Yeah, it's a um, stifle, stifle yep. on a three three. So you've got you know tokens from Usher of the Fallen. You've got the token from Adeline. Uh, you've got tokens from Wedding Announcement yeah. and Wandering Emperor where you, you've got fodder for it. And and sometimes your Usher of the Fool and is just outclassed by what's on the board and uh, you know, countering stuff and uh, upgrading the Usher is, is worth it. So I, I like that. Uh, Shorty and I streamed uh, together during one of the the finals weeks and yes. we saw Azzy G win a game with Kodai Soul of Kamigawa. So it's a four mana three three flying dragon and when it comes into play, for as long as you control Kodai, you get to or Kyodai, sorry. I've, yeah, I've another target there. permanent gains yep. indestructible. As yeah. Long as you it. yeah, right. Yeah, yep. so it's a that's a pretty cool trick uh to uh to do that in combat, which is great. Uh a uh, Geistlight Snare for some additional counter magic is, is pretty good. There's turns out there's a bunch of spirits in this deck. Yeah, yeah, there uh, is. Uh, but then it goes big. Like, like the fourth one of is big, and I, I, old, I like uh, that. Old uh, Big Blue, Imrith, the Desert Doom. Yeah, is that what absolutely. We're talking about? Yeah. So just, yeah, just doing five, giant five, dragon five. things. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, there's uh, definitely some matchups where you can just, like, here's my dragon with Ward 3. What are you going to do? Uh, so there's a lot of play to this deck. There's a lot of decisions. You know, there do you is. get on board? Do you hold up counter magic? Uh, do you, uh, you know? Well, I think that's the best part about decks like this, right? And you know, you 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 hold up the counter magic, and then depending on what they do or what you can withstand, you go, all right, no worries. I'm just going to drop a uh, a Kodai or something if you have to, or yeah, you know, having Kodai, flash creatures, spectral adversary, spectral adversary and the wandering think, emperor all have yeah, flash, so. which is great. Yeah, so very, very it cool. Basically just means most of the time you're just playing with your mana open, which is very controlly like. Absolutely. And one of the things I like about this deck is because all of the one ofs, if Azigis opponents are paying attention, because it is open deck list, you know, yes. this is Thursday night we're recording this and we are playing on Saturday. Uh you know, people have to respect the one of Jwari disruption. They have to respect the one of Geistlight Snare uh, because, you know, he can represent it. So kind of playing a few mind games here, AZG as well. So I, I certainly appreciate that. And they can make coverage nice and fun. So shout yeah. out AZG for doing that for us. All right. Who's next? Benny oh, Ara. You're going to talk about Benny. What do we got, Benny? i just got to find it now. All my... I don't okay, so open Be- Benny's gone here full control here. Esper Control. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I've, just, so I've hit my microphone, sorry. We've got a bunch of sweepers in the Meat Hook Massacre. We've got Farewell. We've got Doomscar. We've got some spot removal. We've got Portable Hole, March of Swirling Mist, Infernal Grass, four copies of Vanishing Verse. And we've got Wandering Emperor. We've got Emirius Core. We've got Lolf. Uh, this deck is Hold up, cool. hold up. 
Are we are we calling this Esper Control or is it literally Esper Super Friends? Well, it's Kaito <laughs> with Lolf, with Sorin, with Wandering Emperor. So yeah, yeah, very much Super Friends. So lots leaning of, hard lots of on the, walkers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've run into this deck a few times playing the Green White Enchantments deck, and I get I reckon I'm twenty percent against it at wow. best. So yep. the vanishing verses and the sweepers and and things can uh, cause all sorts of uh, issues. And in the sideboard, duress, rave, enfeeblement kills that align. Distrainful stroke negates. Graveyard trespasser is handy. Uh, Henrika uh, yes. is a yep. uh, a very cool addition to bring in against. Uh, mid-range decks, and another copy of Farewell just in case people are yep. deciding to go down the enchantment route. So, yeah, what do you think of this deck? What's your impression of this deck? I'm I'm understanding why you've probably only got a 20% uh, win rate against it. I I haven't seen it much, but I haven't been playing later a whole lot. I've been stuck on drafting again. But um, I really like the look of it. It's just... The only reason I wouldn't play this on the ladder is it doesn't play games very quickly. So you'd no, win a lot, that's right. but yep. yeah, your your game rate will be slow. But as well, long you're as you're just, winning, that's pretty you're good. just keeping that uh, keeping that board clear, right? Keeping it clear till you can start dropping some bomb planeswalkers. Which at the same time you can, you know, loth. I I love that card, but I hate that card. Do you know what I mean? I love that card when it's on my side of the table. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's a, profe- there's a Professor Onyx just like chilling there as well as a yes, as well. Yes, so. there is. And that you play a lot of spells in this deck. And what I do like about this deck is the Reckoner Bankbuster can just close out the game quickly. It can. Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's not relying on, you know, creature lands, which lets it hold up more mana. So And. Yeah, you can just uh, draw cards off the bank buster until you're ready to turn the corner once you've got control of the game and just start attacking for four and, you know, it just gets it done. So, and, you know, with Lolf, Sorin, Kaito, the Wandering Emperor, they all make creatures to accrue it. So it very rarely will get stuck, uh, you know, being a useless card after you've already, you know, after after it's already been a three for one, it, it uh, it doesn't become useless after that, which is pretty great yeah absolutely so yeah i reckon um yeah benny's in for a uh uh a good showing i think this is a, a yeah, strong sure. choice so absolutely and it's starting to oh look there whilst we haven't seen any runes yet we're you know we are still seeing some some pretty heavy creature based decks like you know the um 20k blue with their naya Mid-rangey and deck and Azzy G as well. So we are still seeing creatures that are very prevalent, and I feel like Benny might just be to this point the clubhouse leader. Although I'd point. be really interested to see Benny play Azzy G because yes, some of the the counter magic could really just blow out uh, some of these big spells if Benny taps yeah, out the sure. big Meteor Massacre sure. or, or Doomscar or Farewell. Uh, then Azzy G can just hit that with a spell pierce, untap, and and win. The and game. you know that's so, and that's game one, and then then game two comes along post sideboard, and we bring in Raven what um, some of the the counter magic that we have in the sideboard. It's it's not heaps, but if if it's enough to land, you know, an Onyx or something like that, you know, it can really bring the tide into your favour. Yeah, absolutely. I think it favor. could be a real. Uh, be an interesting matchup. I hope we get to see that on, on camera. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Uh, 
We've got some spice. Got some spice here with Hemsy. We do. We do. Like some real spice. And at first I was like, did Hemsy just pull in a bunch of random cards? But then you look at it a bit closer and you start going, ooh, oh, Ah, right. Like there's a there's a lot to this deck where yeah this this definitely seems like well I I this is not a deck that you would see on week one of a of yeah. a meta game. This is after the the meta game starts to sort of evolve and you get that bit of churn and people will notice that there's a bit of a a niche opening up for uh, a, a mid range combo esque value deck that uh, can just outgrind everybody. So whew, I'm just trying to get through. my head around it at the moment. I've Well, I, I like that we've literally got the night and day between Elderfang Disciple and Spirited Companion. One of them makes yep. your opponent discard a card. Discard a card. The other one draw draws a you a card. Yes, that's cool. Uh, and so basically what Hemsey's done here is he's just found the best comes into play ability creatures and yeah. paired them with four copies of Fable of the Mirror Breaker. So Companion, Disciple, <laughs> Tainted Adversary. I didn't so actually make see a... the mirror breaker down there. There you go. Yeah, that's what he's. That's what's up. So Tainted yes. Adversary, you make a copy of it, then you just pay more mana and get more tutus. Uh, then Valky, the Biting Palm Ninja, pretty good. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. Especially if you can pick up your Spirited Companion and, yes. and get some more value out of it. Archon of Amiria, I think, is a, a metagame call against the, the Runes deck. Yeah, for sure. That just shuts Absolutely. it down fairly fairly well. Yeah. And then you've got the Brutal Cathar, Skyclave Apparition, just solid removal spells on a body themselves, but, uh, you know, do play nice with the Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Uh, wedding Announcement, because it's just a good card. Couple of Duresses, uh, I think, is a pretty good call. There's a lot of non-creature spells in the format at the moment. And some removal in Vanishing Verse, March of Otherworldly Light, and Lolth and the Wandering Emperor are uh, good mates there as well in the Planeswalker slot. Uh, there's a Graveyard Trespasser and a Power Word, Power Word Kill hiding out down there as well. So more comes into play and more removal. And there's some interesting choices here in the, the sideboard with the uh, Akiba Reckoner Squad, Life of Tashiro Umazawa, Parasitic Grasp is a card you don't see a lot of. There's Metal Massacre. The We've got a Bankbuster. Yes. Yeah, the Bankbuster. Go blank. Uh, and then uh, there's a there's a big 4-5 Angel in, uh, is it? Uh, Lisa, Lisa. The Forgotten yeah. Archangel, yeah. So she does some uh, pretty good things here in this deck as well. So a lot of spice here from Hemsey. And I, I want this deck to do well because it's cool. It looks uh, fun. But I just don't have the experience with it. I'm just really looking forward to casting this deck and trying to pick the lines and this is just a really really interesting deck that i think could be very very good uh but i, I feel like I, I need to play a few games with it to understand it myself yeah for sure for sure i've got no idea what i'd be doing with it but i think i'd be having some fun yeah i, I think so and we know that hemsey loves his commander and and this looks like a deck that you know, Hemsey would build this sort of strategy in Commander, I think. So yeah, I can see why yeah. it's uh, it's appealed to him here. So, yeah. Um, so from one of our oldest hands in Hemsey to somebody brand new. Well, why don't we go and have a look at our friend in Hobart, uh, Pete Magic, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, um, so a deck that we haven't seen from Hemsey 2, something that we're all pretty familiar with here. We are very familiar with this. And here it is, folks. We have Naya Runes. It happened. So I think we'd all be aware of the deck at this point. Is is there anything that's standing out to you, Chewy, in terms of is there anything different that, than what you've seen or very much it, Naya it looks, Runes? It looks pretty standard here. Uh, it's got... Uh, it's Generous Visitor, Dukai Naturalist, Runeforge Champion, and then a whole bunch of runes and things to find runes. Oh, sorry, Cami of uh, Transients yep. scattered in there for, for that rebuy. Uh, it's got a couple of copies of Hallowed Haunting to go with Showdown of the Skulls at the top end, but that combination of Dukai Naturalist and Runeforge Champion, uh, I don't know if you've ever played against this deck where they go turn one Generous Visitor, turn two Naturalist, turn three Champion. I've, and I, they, I play this deck. I do that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, look. It's a, it's a very, very powerful deck. Uh, I, I've had a good run against it. Yeah. Um, just playing, you know, creature based. Uh, sorry, enchantment based removal for, yes. for their creatures. Uh, and I think people are prepared for it. Uh, from what I'm seeing with. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, but this deck is quality. And it asks the question, and this, there's the old adage of, you know, there's no such thing as a wrong threat, and yeah. there's just wrong answers. And this deck has so much card advantage and so much value that uh, it can beat absolutely any deck on, on the way. So people might go, oh, I'll just play a few Fading Hopes and I'll just beat Runes. That's not always the case. No, it so. just, it has legs, right? And... It doesn't matter. I, I have won games with this deck and, and you know, admittedly lost plenty too, but I have won so many games where I probably shouldn't have had a right to. You know, you, you're sitting on one life and you're like, well, I'm dead next turn. Oh, hold on. I'm just going to play a, a Jukai. And, you know, like this is late game stuff and you can still just flood the board. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? And all, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, you've you've landed a hallowed haunting and you've now got flying and vigilance and a whole bunch of life linkers as well. And you just, oh, okay. Turns out I'm not dead. Yeah, turns out they are. Yes. Someone well, call but, an ambulance, but not yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> so many memes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so, yeah, so Pete, uh, Pete could definitely uh, crush this event. Uh, he's... Basically gone. This is the best deck, and I'm going to I'm going to jam it. So we'll see how uh, see how they go. Good luck in your first top eight uh, beans, top eight, Pete. Uh, looking forward to, to covering this, and uh, we'll see if we can get you on uh, for uh, for Pete's matches too, because it's a uh, uh, you know you've got you've got some experience piloting the deck where I don't. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Roland Royce is not playing Gruel. Rolling Royce is playing, as Cracker would say, right? Yeah, his deck's white. a little more plain, isn't it? He, it is. See, now I got the picture up. You've, you've done these amazing these pictures for uh, for the for the stream. They look great, and I'm looking at it right, and I'm going, oh, oh, Orzov, Orzov. But no, it's the stupid alternate art of the intrepid adversary being black, but it's actually a white card. Oh, okay. it's the like the nighttime <laughs> thing or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just thrown me right off. So what we did is we got the guys to give us a uh, uh, an extract from, you know, export of their deck from 
arena and we plug that straight into a website to give us the uh, the deck list. So what this does is give us the matching card styles yep. and art choices that they'll be using hopefully on stream. So hopefully that works. Um, so if, if you, you know, we're talking about a visual thing in a uh, in an audio format, but you'll just have to ju- tune in at uh, eleven o'clock on Saturday morning to see what on earth we're talking about. But yeah, mono white beatdown, white wee, whatever you want to call it, uh, kind of a pillar of the format, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. It, it's very. You know, there was a lot of talk about when Faceless Havens got banned. Just how well will mono white go? Well, I've got to be honest. I think it got better. I think it got better. I, it, I think it, they were hampering themselves trying to play Faithless Haven. It, it, that might just be the case, right? Like, the deck is so solid, and I don't know how many times I... I I'm, it's probably the deck I have the worst win rate against. Yeah, turn, I definitely Turn one, hopeful initiate, it. into turn two, uh, Thalia, into turn three, Redane. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Absolutely, and we saw this do really well against runes uh, in the alchemy format, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's got some got some beat down. So eight one drops, uh, and then it's got uh, intrepid adversary, luminarch aspirant. What a magic card! Oh yeah. Uh, as the uh, as the two drops with Thalia, and then it just it gets nasty from there, right? Like Adeline is an absolute <laughs> beat stick. Uh, Elite Spellbinder, Skyclave Apparition. Uh, it's just got some really, really efficient uh, white creatures. It's got the Wandering Emperor because if you're playing white, you should probably yeah. be playing the Wandering Emperor. Absolutely, yeah. And Legion Angel with uh, as a one-of with three more hiding in the Good to board. have. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and like Valorous Dance and Portable Hole to go... Uh, you know, into the removal slot with the with the apparitions, and I think there's some brutal cathars in the board as well. So there is, yeah. And f- from a you know sweeper protection, even though you know if you have to pay extra for your sweepers because of spellbinders and thalis, if you still manage to to get one off, uh, cave of the frost dragon and crawling barons can get through the last few points of damage on their own. One of the things I love about this deck against the format that has a lot of enchantments. Hopeful Initiate, Luminar, yeah. Aspirant. Uh, you just have this three-mana disenchant on a stick, uh, and it's uh, you can get to a point in the game where this just it just locks up the game. So you, you attack, you, you trigger the training, getting the damage, and then blow up their best enchantment and, you know, rinse and repeat. You yeah, know, they have to it, pay extra for their enchantments with Thalia and Spellbinder, and then you just blow them up anyway. It's really hard to play against. At least that's what I find. But, you know, there's, there'd be better Magic players than I that are probably like, it's fine, it's actually really easy to play against. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, that's a solid it deck. It makes man. you play against it, though, right? Like, you can't oh, just do yes. your thing. You've re- it, This deck actually makes you, you... You can't just be your own linear you know, two ships in the night type strategy and hope that you've got the more powerful one, this makes you play magic. So Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And it can be really explosive to boot. So, yeah, Guardians of Faith to protect against sweepers in the sideboard as well. So, yeah, I think this is a really good choice uh, from Royce. It it can get under the control decks, uh, particularly with the, the taxes element, and it has the tools to beat the other creature decks. So, and, and look, we know Royce can play, so 
Uh, I think Royce is definitely in with a, a good good chance to go deep uh, with this choice on on Saturday. It'll just be uh, does he draw Thalia on turn two? Yeah, 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 and and he will because he's Royce. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there. He will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two more to go. Uh, what are we finishing on? What do you want to finish on? Uh, well, let's go to Tom D. All right, uh, so with, with some humans. So Tom D is running the Naya humans. So that's so we've got three Naya decks in our meta, but they're all very different decks. There's no deniering it's a powerful color combination. Bang. That's good. That's good. Mm. So to, to start off with, it just looks like mono white. Hopeful initiates. Inte- in, intepid, intrepid adversaries, Luminarch Aspirants, Thalia's, Brutal Cathars, Elite Spellbinders. It's, like, it's just mono white, right? Yeah, Adeline's we- in there as well. And yeah, there then, are. yeah, there are. That, and then it gets different. And then it gets very different. We have... It's, what have we got, Chewie? Uh, Chewie? I know Halana we call and Alina, uh, right. who uh, yeah, draft all-stars. Uh, and so two and Gruul, two and Red White for a two-three first strike and randomly reach. Uh, at the beginning of combat... Well, one's got on a bow two- and arrow in the picture, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, put X plus one counters on another target creature you control, uh, where X is this card's power. This card's power. Uh, the creature gains haste until end of yes. turn. So what's nice is like you go turn three, uh, Reckless Stormseeker, turn four, Halana and Alina, and you get plus three, plus three. And then there's Sagada, which is a Glorious Anthem, and Intrepid Adversary, and Luminarch Aspirant. You know, you just stack your triggers so yep. they resolve and then things get bigger and everything you play has haste because you've got five things that grant haste and you just beat down. And according to Untap GG, in best of one, this is the most winningest deck. I believe it. I have struggled against it on the ladder a number of times. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very good. So It gets big very quickly. Absolutely, but there are some decks here that have kind of got a got this in its sights. So we'll see how For that sure. goes. But yes, yeah, we've got uh, the sideboard's pretty interesting as well. Strict Proctor, pretty good. Archon of Amiria for the Runes deck. Guardian of Faith to protect against the Wrath. Some Redain, some Apparitions. The obligatory Wandering Emperor because you have White Mana. Got a Circle of Confinement. Take that Runeforge Champion. Uh, a third copy of Valorous Stance and a White March. So so it looks uh, like you just pull out the Gruel cards and go full mono white. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> so uh, that's a pretty good backup plan, in all honesty. So, yeah, this is... Just uh, a matter of whether, seems... the, uh, whether the mana base stacks up for that, though. Uh, yeah, so that is always the uh, the issue, but the, the green-white and the red-white pathways mean that you know there's plenty of white mana and because you need white mana early yes uh, and cigars are double white so yeah there's a lot of things that tap for white there's i think there's only uh four lands which is the red green pathway yeah, that the red green pathways for white so yeah. uh pretty reliably go yeah, you could the mono white plan here but you're just uh you're the bigger mid-range deck when you're playing against mono white so yeah. which is if you're expecting the creature decks, yeah, this can definitely uh, get the job done. So I, I like this. This is actually not dissimilar to Azzy G's deck in its approach 
to the metagame. They're just doing it in different ways. So ACG's got some bounce encounters where this is just going sort of bigger and leading, but leaning into the same core of cards, just yeah. the way that they're executing. So Rolling Royce is kind of the pure form of the, the white beatdown. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the two variants, are, uh, probably achieving the, the same sort of thing, but in, in different ways. So three, white base creature decks that are all very good. So going to keep everybody else honest. Yeah, for sure. Lucky yeah, last. I'll tell you what, there, there are some great decks in here. I'm very, I'm very excited. And, but yeah, lucky last, we go to the goat. Am I right? We've, we yeah, haven't said the yeah, goat. Yeah, absolutely. Have we? And the, the goat, goat is bringing, we call it Esper Control? Yeah, it's mostly. But I feel it's, like it's, it's more like a moist Orzov. Let's go with that. Yeah, I, I think I need to change the name on the on the that, little profile for, here. We'll call that it. one's for Chris. He'll be very happy with that. Yeah, Polly Waffles, you know, <laughs> eating some tapas somewhere in Portugal or something, and uh, listening to the cast and giggling I to hope himself. So, so, uh, so yeah, take us through this deck. This this deck's not dissimilar to to Benny R's, but has got uh, very similar. But now we actually have. I, I think Benny R didn't have any creatures in the main. Whereas we do have a, a solitary Henrika Domnathi, I think. Yeah, I that right. uh, which is a. I, I think um, Benny had that in the board, and it's a yeah, it's a good card too. So it just does a lot of things. Yeah, and um, you know, it's an edict, and yeah, yeah, but very similar with the uh, the Planeswalkers lacking a Liliana, or sorry, Professor Onyx. Yes. Um, but again, we, we see the, the Reckon of Bankbusters and with those Planeswalkers, a number of ways to create counters in which to... Oh, counters? Tokens? In which to get the Reckoner going. Mind you, you eventually just does it itself anyway after you've drawn all the cards. Uh, what do we got? Plenty, all the all the removal. I can't see anything else overly different. Am I missing something here, Chewy? Uh, there's no copies of farewell in the main deck, couple of oh, the wow. sideboard. Yes. So uh, Benny's definitely made a you know a bit of a metagame call there. Uh, less copies of Loth and yeah, more copies of uh, March March of Otherworldly Light. So I think the removal suite's a little different. And there's a lot less uh, counter magic in the sideboard, as in there's there's only a, a solitary stroke. disdainful stroke. Yeah, so this is going for you know, Benny's going the you know the the counter spell route. This is going a, more of the proactive yeah, approach yeah. with with rays of enfeeblement, check for traps. Uh, I like the three copies of Arkham Amiria in the board to yeah, uh, to stifle the runes as well. So uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Who's who's going to take it down? So uh, let's let's do a quick recap first. So twenty uh, k blue Naya mid range ACG Azorius Tempo Benny R on Moist Absent. Uh, Benny, uh, Hemsey on the Mardu mid-range comes into play shenanigans. Probably the coolest deck uh, out, yeah, of the, out of the top eight. I think it's a very cool deck. Yep. Uh, Pete Magic is playing Naya Roots, the, uh, the the big bad of the format. Rolling Royce with Mono White, the Goat with Esper Control, and Tom D on Naya Humans. What do you think? Oh, I... I've got to be honest, it's very hard to pick out just one deck and say that is going to take over here. You can kind of throw a sheet over all of them. They're all pretty close, which means that we're probably going to have some great matches on Saturday, right? 
That's what I'm anticipating. It feels like they all, in some way or another, have a good matchup against each deck, right? Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's probably going to depend on who draws better, almost. Yeah, absolutely. Again, these eight, these eight players are no slouches. They're all fantastic Magic players, right? Well, they've made it this far, so they must be. Uh, they must know how to magic, right? E- exactly. So it's it's going to be Saturday is genuinely going to be amazing, and I think we're going to see some of the. I feel like we're going to see some of the best magic on stream for a Beans tournament that we've seen before. Forget Beans tournament, just the best magic on stream, mate. So what I said, what uh, I said at the start of the show, still rings true. There is no other magic this weekend. Only exactly magic right. Exactly. So. Uh, so tune in 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday, which is you know two days from now. Uh, so if you're listening to this cast on on Friday the first of April, no, this is not a uh, an April Fool's. You'd be an April Fool if you miss out on the stream on Saturday. Uh, so it will be a double elimination top eight. So we've got our upper and lower brackets, and the upper bracket players have a uh, a second chance. And they are playing for, uh, I think it's around 500 bucks with the cash and prizes all up. So first, yeah, yes. Yeah, so first prize is $140 cash uh, as well as direct, and this is the, the oh, yeah. big prize, direct qualification to the 2022 Magic Beans Invitational uh, at the end of the year, uh, which, you know, last year the Invitational was worth over three grand in cash and prizes. Uh, second, I feel like even twelfth place in the Invitational came away with at least a couple hundred bucks worth. Yeah, of stuff. it was absolutely so. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, the gen- generosity of the community uh, with donations, all of our Twitch subs go back into our tournament series, and of course, uh, we couldn't do any of this without the uh, support of Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, who uh, you know give us the lion's share of these prizes so please support them so they can continue to support us uh second prize 80 dollars cash third prize 60 fourth 40 so much stuff uh, eighth get 20 bucks uh prizes for the top 16 in the form of collector boosters and uh we will have a bunch of stuff to give away on stream as well so so tune in uh we'll have some things running just have hashtag beans giveaway ready to spam that into chat Go in the drawer and uh, we'll be giving away a whole bunch of sweet, sweet swag. Uh, thanks to the great guys at Josh and Pat's. So I think that will about do us, Stu. So uh, we will have a uh, probably an historic event in the coming weeks before the new Capenna League kicks off after that set is out. So that will also contribute points to the... 2020 Invitational. So if you want to get in on that, the best place to be updated on all of that is on our Discord. There'll be a link to the Discord in the show notes as always. Uh, there's also our YouTube channel, Twitch, Twitter, just at Magic Beans, and you will find us. Uh, if you want updates on uh, some kangaroos i guess uh and uh and other magic related things where can they find you on twitter sue they can find me at m stewie and you can find me on at chewie mtg and thanks very much for tuning in i'm really looking forward to hanging out with all of you in the chat 
on Saturday morning from 11am Australian time. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you all next time on the Magic Beans podcast.